1: It's better than this, guys, me and dudes here on the Draft Dudes podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs. We are your host, Chris Schubert. You're floating around producing this thing. We're from the Draft Network and we're brought to you by Bet Online, your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends over at Bet Online. And of course, they are your continued source for all sports ragering information, including live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. They have all the sports, so head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just be sure to use our promo code believe that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. It's BetOnline, and it's where the game starts. Kyle, happy National Sangria Day to you. Don't partake. Not a fan? It's
2: sangria Day. No. It's, it's pretty low on the totem pole of... Adult beverages that I could partake in and enjoy. Well, so not- you would say your lips don't
1: taste like sangria. Is mm, that what you're telling me? Blake Shelton reference here on the podcast.
3: <sighs> anyway. I will tell you the joke is for an audience of one, and the one person got it. So I'm happy. That was <laughs> I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hit a double that I was looking to hit. I, would, I don't blame you.
1: I would fully not expect you to ever be somebody to walk into an establishment and say, I'd like to order a sangria. But in the situations where there's pictures of them available for you, and you're at an event, you're you're going to consume that, aren't you? And there's no other options.
3: I don't think I will. Wow, that's why he always carries around the emergency can of C4. That's just it's always available. I got at it any right in the time. other room if I need to go and get it. Right, so he's prepared for <laughs> for things like this.
1: All right, Kyle is out on sangrias. Um, is there any other day today? There, there are. Um, we have. Uh, National Go Caroling Day. Um, would that have inspired a better response from you? No. Um, no, it would not have. <laughs> so we've got uh, Dot Your Eyes Day. National Dot Your Eyes Day. Make sure you finish. Okay. Finish what you're doing. When's National Cross Your T's Day? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Let's know. find
2: out. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll check on that. It's
1: National Stephen Day. If there's a Stephen in your life, you'd like to celebrate a Gregory. Uh, congratulations to those people. It's your day. So, yeah, I went with Sangria as you uh, now understand
3: why. I think that was, I think Joe, uh, the editorial decision there was very good. Thank I you. I give it a 10 out of 10.
1: <laughs> okay, let's see if I can do a 10 I, out of 10 on Vibus and I search for
2: National Cross Your Tees Day. Mm. And the only hit I got was cross day in El Salvador on May 3rd.
3: Mm. No, that's not what I was looking for. Not, not the, the cross
2: effort. I was looking for, and there's no T's involved in that. So.
3: Uh, Word slash vibe association for week 15 of the National Football League. Here we go. We will sure. start with the three Saturday games that we had because we had three Sure. Of them. Just so everyone is clear, Joe just tilted his head back and looked toward the sky with his eyes closed <laughs> as if to just was mentally I get ready. Four. It's like Cam
1: Newton, remember, before the games? That first nap, they do the close-up on Cam. Eyes are closed. Bringing together a little prayer, rubbing his hands. I'm ready. What's that, visualizing? Russell Wilson does that, doesn't he?
2: <laughs> Listen, just make sure if the ball's on the ground today, you're not okay. afraid to go down the pile and go and get it.
3: Uh, okay?
1: I'll do my best.
3: The Vikings beat the Colts in overtime, 39-36. to 36. That feels like a year ago, considering all the stuff that History. happened on Sunday.
1: Epic, the only appropriate word. Epic's a good one, Joe, because it's the, the comeback was epic and the collapse was epic. I think it encompasses both sides of the equation. here. Is there a more fitting
2: team in the last 10 years to stake the claim to have to take the title of the biggest comeback in NFL history than this year's Vikings team with how impossible they have been to kill all year? they're the perfect team to hold this record.
1: You know who they stole it from, right?
3: Uh the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. And and former Colts quarterback or uh, Colts head coach Frank Reich. That's right. Who led that comeback.
1: Frank Reich was coaching for the Colts. Uh, I don't think it
2: happened. It wouldn't
3: have happened cuz he would, would have, have known better. He would have been in that he, situation, he would have he known would have what to have done. He
2: he would have had some fear. Right. He would have had some fear in Cuz he would up have been on the other end, end of it. End of
3: it. Right. right.
1: Right. Yeah. Listen, we the Bills we we have not a whole lot of history that we're super proud of, but we have we used to have the greatest comeback of all time, and if it ha- in four consecutive AFC uh, championships, those are the two things that we can claim. If we have to give it up to a team, it's the Minnesota Vikings who have had the biggest history of heartbreak of any franchise yeah no, out there no no defining
2: historical moment in that franchise, right?
1: besides heartbreak heartbreak, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, so, they've
2: been in they, they've been in a lot of positions. The fifteen one team with Randall Cunningham, those teams, that the Purple People Eaters in the seventies, and just never winning a championship through all of that. Not a bad consolation prize, to I'll have that feather in your cap, Minnesota.
1: It, it is why when Bon Jovi threatened to purchase the Buffalo Bills and move them to to Toronto, and I thought this this was a very real possibility. My entire plan was to become a Minnesota Vikings fan because I thought their history can't be accused of being front. Yeah. Yeah. So one day we can get into the entire story, but I settled on the Minnesota Vikings as the team. I would become a fan of didn't have to happen, Um, but that's why
2: would really dig you wearing purple all the time. I'm not gonna lie.
1: That was the hardest part of it, to be honest with you. That was uh, where it was going to be very difficult for me to become a Vikings fan is because I don't love their colors. Here's here's the deal, though, Joe.
2: You see that sweatshirt you're wearing right now with that emblem on the chest? Yeah. If you take the two colors there and mix them together, guess what color you get?
1: Mm,
3: purple. There you go. Draft dudes do arts and crafts now? Mm. Is that what we're doing here? Hey, there? it
1: was pretty successful. Yeah. I fell
3: right into there, it. Like Kyle knew it. His... I nailed it. I nailed it. It was good. <laughs> I can't wait for somebody to be like, well, it, it makes a shade of purple. Yeah, and it, yeah that person's it was more getting a muted. It's get out of here with color. that mess. <laughs> You take the hex codes
2: of the Bill's brand book and right. combine them together.
1: These are the people these are the he tripped people when you post a offensive line <laughs> pancake. Those are the people who
3: do that
2: or or any successful block is a hold
3: right The Browns beat the Ravens thirteen to three. Push for five hundred. Uh, they need Lamar.
1: This offense is uh, just too wacky. And how
2: about how about flawed football team? Can well, we say flawed football team? There, Even with Lamar, I but, just
1: fear that there's going to be better chances for us to use that moving forward, <laughs> and I don't want to use it oh. here.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, so the Browns are home against the Saints on Christmas Eve. Uh-huh. They're six and eight right now, and they're winning in spite of quarterback. Yeah, ball. they're
1: not playing good ball, right?
2: They're playing good defense. They're playing good defense, but so their like, offense stinks.
1: They're second. They're like second in EPA defensively the last right, month, right? Which is a big transition because earlier this season, Dave, Joe Woods was on the every milk carton in Cleveland and, for him to be well, you it, know arrested. Yeah, and he was put in prison, fired,
2: and right. Um, and then they're at Commanders New Year's Day before they finish with the Steelers. They'll get two. I don't it's know. About, if two I guess I might mess around and win eight games here. They might. I think they'll win this weekend against the Saints for sure. The Bills
3: beat the Southern Dolphins. Southern
2: indoor team coming up play. Yeah, go ahead, Chris. Speaking of Southern the Dolphins. teams coming up north and playing 32 in the
1: 32-29.
3: Josh Allen.
2: Missed opportunities. Be mine. Now, this was I, – I generally considered this game for Miami to be a house money game. I didn't expect the Dolphins to go up north and win. I love the fact that they got an inspired effort. Um, Dolphins ran the ball really well. I think that's the catalyst as you look at their final three-game stretch. and They play Green Bay and the Jets at home, and they're at New England. If you can bottle up what you did offensively to be more balanced and and make sure you sustain that for 60 minutes, I think they'll position themselves very well to – punch that ticket to the postseason that's been a little elusive, but um, oh, it, it does sting to to sit here and watch the other two teams in the AFC East lose this weekend in the Jets and the Patriots and know that, well, you really could have had that game and you punted, you had first and 10 from your own 40, up eight points and you punted the ball back, and then it was on from there and, and you couldn't close the deal. So missed opportunities would, would be what I would say for um, – Miami I do have a follow-up question after any additional commentary that you have Joe I
1: I was just gonna expand a little bit on Josh Allen I just felt it was very big for the Bills to see superhero Josh Allen again I think it's been since the first half against Green Bay that we've seen him really do the special things that he does with consistency there's been moments but the consistency hasn't been there four touchdown passes 77 rushing yards 304 passing yards this was the type of performance that we needed to see from Josh as the Bills get ready to go compete in the playoffs.
2: So I'm not big on daily fantasy sports, but I know the general gist of it. And I'll, like, I'm more of a prize picks, daily fantasy sports. Mm-hmm. But if you play like DraftKings or something like that, and you ever won a week where it's worth like spending big for Josh Allen, just wait until Miami's on the schedule and then just pay. You pay whatever you want to pay, and he's going to be QB1 that week. He's got 31 touchdowns in 10 games against Miami, I think. Next highest amount of touchdowns he has against any team is 15.
1: Performs well.
2: Gets real old. I'll tell you this. Let me ask you this. Um, there's a lot of commentary about Tua Tagovailoa over the, the previous two weeks that played against the Chargers and and uh, the 49ers. What did you see from Tua in that game? Obviously, you know, uh, there's been a lot of commentary about the cold weather performances, and they obviously didn't win the football game, but... Uh, Generally speaking, a bounce-back performance from Tua versus the last two weeks. There's a lot of polarizing opinions on Tua. I know Bills fans have have often seen the worst version of Tua with the Brian Flores offenses of years past, and they possessed the ball for 20 minutes in the first matchup this season. So what did you see from Tua in this game specifically as it pertains to uh, playing the Bills defense and and what that performance should maybe tell Dolphins fans if we're looking for um, consolation prizes, which always sucks when you have to do that in December, but it is what it is.
1: Tua, and why you lost the game, I thought Tua played fine, made two big throws the to both touchdowns to Waddle and Hill were good, really good plays, really good decisions, accurate throws that gave his guys a chance to win. Uh, I, I don't know, when I think about Tua's performance, I think more about things that around him weren't what they needed to be, and I'd, I'd start with Whoever dropped that touchdown pass was it? Was it uh, Sherfield? Sherfield, yeah. I mean, yeah. okay. So that that's a touchdown that should have been, and not being able to capitalize in the red zone was really probably the biggest story for Miami. And and look at the one time they did capitalize in the red zone, Salvin Ahmed just barreled through the Bills' defense from what like eleven yards out, and mm-hmm. it was to me that was very much an embodiment of of the game offensively for Miami, where the Bills just couldn't tackle those running backs. They played their linebackers with a little bit more depth in the game and and trying to count for that deep middle passing attack that Miami gets you, gets you with, and their angles were all off. Edmonds and Mono played their worst game of the season. And so I thought if Mike McDaniel was a little bit more willing to lean into the rushing offense that was highly successful, Mostert had 100 yards after the first quarter. He, he ran it six more times in the second half. When you were in control in that third quarter, plenty of opportunities to build a lead. I don't know. I, I I feel like Tua was probably the twenty-fifth thing on my list of reasons why Miami didn't beat Buffalo. I thought he played winning football on Saturday night.
3: The Lions beat the Jets 20 to 17. Chris, I, I I hate that my answer is going to be our Lions here. But
2: the momentum that this team has built has just been incredible to watch. They're what, six and one in their last seven games?
1: Yeah they've they played well, but I, I, if you're the Jets in this game, I think Braden man lost you the ball game line drive punt that anybody in the world, yeah. that's an NFL punt returner is going to take it to the house. Multiple failed opportunities to, uh, to pin them deep, uh, some touchbacks punting. Um, obviously Greg Zerline missed a field goal. I know that the lions missed a field goal, but in a defensive struggle, I thought the lions were just better on special teams. And, um, it's it's unfortunate from the Jets' perspective because you feel like you got a lot of good out of Zach. I know that that came at the expense of the rhythm and stuff that Mike White gives you, but felt like he made some plays in the passing game that gave him a chance, but I thought the special teams let him down consistently.
2: I think the biggest concern for me in reviewing Zach Wilson's performance was his off-target tar- off percentage of throws was 35%. I mean, that that was higher than the percentage of off target throws in the disastrous game that he had before he got sat down. I mean, that that's he is such a double edged sword right now, and I, I think the Jets will Chris, do you think the Jets will will bring Zach back again next week to play quarterback or Mike week? White with uh, the
3: ribs I don't, or I don't see how Mike gets cleared in three days. Just that I'd be very surprised. Oh, it gets cleared true, on a it's short a short week. week. So, Zach – so the entire Jets' playoff hopes in 2022 were riding on this game on Sunday and this game on Thursday, and it's going to be Zach Wilson that's going to get it done. You got these teams the wrong
1: the time, man. You got the Lions and Jaguars the worst yeah. freaking time. Man, so,
3: you're not kidding. No, see – I we don't have to do this because I don't want to turn this into a Jets show. That that That's a BS narrative for me, Joe. If you're a playoff team, you beat the Lions at home, you beat the Jacks at home. You just do. If you sure. want to be considered a playoff sure, team and you want to you show that you've taken the next step, I don't want to hear the, oh, you played these teams at the wrong time. Go win a football game at home. I just go I it. agree
1: with you, and I, and if I were a Jets fan, I would think the same thing. But I never thought of the Jets as a playoff team going into the year. They became a playoff team because of what happened during the season. So that at least changes it for me a little bit.
2: I think you could could very easily identify stretches of the schedule where both of those teams would come up and you would automatically lock it in as a win. And then it's credit to those teams for finding themselves. And so you talk about the marathon of a season, right? And unfortunately for New York, there's been a lot of discontinuity between Joe Flacco starting the first month of the season. And then Zach Wilson gets put in and then they bench him and Mike White plays well. And then Mike White gets hurt and you got to go back to Zach Wilson. So the flow offensively, plus the injuries and, and Chris we I agree with your sentiment and that's the same house that I'm living in right now, where we got three teams to play the Dolphins are eight and six. And I'm sitting here saying, well, you're either going to do it or you're not right. And I'm going to get mad if you don't do it and I'll be excited if you do do it. But like, if you don't make the playoffs, you have to win two of these three games. Like it's just non-negotiable. You have to do it. So I see what you're saying, but I can at least look at where the jets are at versus expectations and I think there's plenty of enthusiasm to be had about what the long-term scope looks like, but that doesn't make the shoes that you're in right now
3: feel any yep. less uncomfortable. My the two least favorite or, the, the, the my two least favorite words in the dictionary because they're put together every single time the Jets get towards the end of the season next year. Don't worry, mm. it's fine next year. Don't worry, it's fine next year. Don't worry. Think of the long term. Just tired of it, man. It's 12 years. They have the longest streak without a playoff game in NFL history. They're the team I... that has the longest postseason streak right now. The longest 12 years it's going to be if they do not make the playoffs this year. And so I'm sorry. I don't want to hear about the long-term future of the New York Jets because nothing's guaranteed in life. And to be honest, Braidman, Zach Wilson, not on the short list of things that I think went wrong yesterday. Yet had a coach who just absolutely fumbled. The bag in a clock management situation. You had a defense that without Quinnen Williams apparently just forgot how to pass rush and a coaching staff that wouldn't make an adjustment. You have an inability to run the football. You have a defense that doesn't create any sort of turnovers ever in key spots. And a defense for three straight weeks in the most important drive of the game cannot make a stop. That's what I suggest the game yesterday. And so they have not played a complete game in all three phases in over a month. After starting the year five and two, they're two and five. They are just flat out not a good. They are not a good football team. Just that's what it is. They are not a good football team. They haven't been for the last month and a half. The only thing I would would say to you, Chris, to close this, is
2: the same thing that Joe recently said to me. And it's not... We as fans are conditioned by the experiences that our teams have provided us. And Jets fans and Dolphins fans are not so different as far as heartbreak and and challenges and, and frustrating seasons caught in the middle. Don't penalize this team for the sins of the Jets of 2010. And understand that there's context where if I'm looking, I'm not looking forward to playing the Jets in years to come as a team who
3: plays in the AFC East.
1: I already don't want to play them.
3: I, guys, I, I appreciate the sentiment, but it's just one ear out the other with me, man. Like I just don't, I just don't okay. want to hear things like that because there's nothing guaranteed. They had, they had their entire rookie class, other than than Brees Hall, be healthy the entire season. There's no guarantee, and I, I don't want to put this out there and be this guy, but there's no guarantee Sauce Gardner plays an entire 17 game season next year. There's no guarantee that Garrett Wilson plays an entire 17 game year next season. There's no guarantee that injuries that didn't happen this year uh, happen next year. There is no guarantee about what 2023 can be for the New York Jets. There was a season in front of you, and there still is over the final three games to completely rewrite the narrative around your football team. And when it came to the important stuff, you just came up small. And so that's how I feel. And there's nothing that would change that other than winning these three games and making the playoffs. You're right. And I I think from a Jets perspective, you have to win all three to get in, correct? Yeah. I don't see a scenario where nine gets you in. So I'd agree. Unless, no offense, Kyle, unless the, the the Dolphins lose to both the Packers and the Patriots. That's what it feels like is going to happen just based on the last three
0: <laughs> weeks. It feels,
2: like never, well, it feels
3: like you're never. You guys well, no, I mean, it feels like you're like, damn, are we going to win, are
2: we gonna Joe, win been, another game? We, like, we played it. really you, well.
3: You've been through it. You're now on the other side of it. So you understand. 17 like, years,
1: Chris, not 12, 17. Add five more.
3: I get it. But you're now in a place where this isn't a factor for you year in and year out. It's just not. And so, like for me, like I don't want to. I don't want to hear the positive spin on what's going to be a disaster to end the season. I don't want it. I appreciate it, but I just don't want it. I've been doing it for twelve years now. The last time the Jets made the playoffs, I was in high school. I'm going to be thirty next year. I'm done. I, I'm done Brother, with the positive I went, spin. I, wish I went I ages was, four, wish I was fourteen to 20s. thirty
1: without my team. My team being in the playoffs.
2: Maybe next year's your year, Chris. <laughs> We'll Joe see. Joe went from 14 to 30. Maybe you have to be 30 to get the Jets yeah. in the playoffs.
1: Did you take your 20? We've no, unlocked you, it. You you got in there in your 20s, right, Kyle? 20s. Uh, 2016. Yeah. So there you go. It was
2: 2008 and 2016 in the last. Kyle, Crabbs, so it was the 19 of us, and so then our 20s. It's our 27. Team in the 27.
1: Jesus Christ! Why do we do this?
2: Why are we on a show <laughs> called Draft Dudes? <laughs> the Eagles beat the Bears, 25 to 20. History, go get it, Justin Fields. I don't care about the Eagles. You knew they were going to win the game. What's uh, Justin what does he Fields need? is at a thousand yards rushing. What's he need in three the last games three
3: games to play? For the record, Lamar
2: was at 12,
1: 12 something.
3: Hold on, let me look. I, I'm pulling it up. I right know here. who he's has a button. date with Justin
1: Fields on Saturday.
3: That's you. That's you do <laughs> you. Yeah. Uh, he's got. He, he has exactly one thousand rushing yards this season. Yep. He
2: had 905 coming into the Eagles game and rushed for 95. Uh 95 yards. Do math. And Lamar ha- Lamar has it at twelve oh six. So he needs two hundred and seven mm. yards in three games.
1: He's got Bills and what else?
3: Standby. Lions. I, I closed that tab already. Uh Bills, Bills Lions, Lions, and Vikings. Packers. Uh, Vikings. Vikings, excuse Vikings. me.
1: The Bills do pretty good against Lamar Jackson as a runner. But Fields is a tackle breaker, right? He's not just fast. He breaks tackles. <laughs>
2: Brother. Yeah. And it's different. It's, it's a little different too, because like Lamar has a little bit more of the designed run Mm -hmm. in him and the bears will run Justin on designed runs, but it's where he really kills you is when he drops back to pass and then decides to go
1: night. This is going to be a nightmare when they get some receivers, man, like legit, like correct can throw them the ball and you're just stuck whether you're going to play coverage or spy or you just you, you, math changer, right? Like big well, time. math Gee whiz
2: changer. Joe. Well, welcome to what it's oh. like playing the bills.
1: <laughs> I don't, I'm not trying to bait these comments.
3: No, but Joe, I just, you need to understand that. Like th- this is the world. Everybody else lives in. Right. How are you going to play? Josh.
2: How are you gonna play Josh? Is, uh, are you gonna leave Stefan Diggs one one with with Xavier Howard? or in fairness, Sauce Gardner.
3: My team's kind of figured it out because they've done great great job the, the two games this
1: season. Those so wide so. angle rushes, the Jets do a good job. They play some like wide alignment edges and force Josh if he's gonna go, it's gonna be forward and not to his right. Right, and they got speed
2: at linebacker and they play zone coverage, yeah. so their eyes are in the backfield.
1: Yeah, it's not. It's they're 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 gonna be a problem, but they are a problem already.
3: The Saints beat the Falcons twenty-one to eighteen in the wild, wild NFC South.
1: Everybody happy? You got Desmond Ritter. Did you love it? Was it great? Okay. What? It, I mean, it, but sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> it, Listen,
0: Chris no, is
3: more offended by that than he was anything we just said about on, the Jets. <laughs> hold on, I mean, I get it, Joe, but like Tyler Algier had a good game. You could have been nice. You could have been. You could have taken positive spin. No, I just I hate spin. when
1: people sit there and be like, "What are they doing? They're not playing a young quarterback. They suck. They don't know. We got to find out what they have." What did you think you were going to learn? They don't have okay. a line. They don't have weapons. They don't have a defense. Was this your find out what you were going to get in Ritter oh, moment? But, oh, it's, but in the preseason. Right, But in the preseason, I saw Desmond Nathan Ritter, Peterman destroy defenses in the preseason.
2: You know what? I don't care about any kind of statistical performances no. you
1: can point
3: to point. in the preseason. I think this is a little egregious to attack Desmond or like this after one game. I'm a, It's
1: word association. I'm allowed to respond with my first gut reaction. and That's what it
3: was. You are. And I'm allowed to respond to your response. And my gut reaction is I think you're being ridiculous. Do you
1: know who pops every time I watch the Saints? Is this uh, Rashid Shaheed guy? Every
3: time he, every time he catches a touchdown. Every time
1: this guy's just like looks like he's going to be a problem in the making, and I never heard of him until like recently. And then Juwan Johnson's got like seven
3: touchdowns this year. When he's healthy and on the field for them, he is a problem. Chris Olave, Shahid, Juwan Johnson. Can we just get a quarterback? Can we just figure (laughs) out the quarterback situation?
1: Whatever happened to that? Like uh, Deontay Harris? Is he hurt?
2: Uh I know he got banged. Got some uh, but he was like a, a like all pro return guy, right. like his rookie season. Right, man.
1: I feel like they got some stuff going here that are it's kind of flying under the radar.
2: Well, don't don't forget about the second coming of Steve Young and Taysom Hill, too. Hey, he threw a touchdown yesterday, be respectful. He threw a, RG I mean, he threw a seed. Right. So <laughs> he respectful. did throw a seed.
3: <laughs> uh, he's placed on injured reserve on October fifteenth, twenty twenty two for Deontay. And it's not Harris now, it's Deontay Harty. Changed his no, name. No, you
1: can't whoa, whoa, your last name.
3: Yeah, changed his last name. Yeah, keep you on your toes, Joe.
1: The the okay. So how many? Okay, I'm going to go out on the limb here. This is this might be dangerous. Okay. How many? How many players? I have are no there? idea where we're going here. <laughs> just, just give me a second here.
3: <laughs> I have the dump button ready to go here.
1: <laughs> how many players are in the NFL? So there's 53, like, like 65 players per team, or something. I was like going to say
2: call it call it 70 on practice squads. So. All right.
1: What's 70 times 32? But Tref, that's a big number. Right? Math.
3: I'm doing it right now. Hold on, 21,
1: 22 2240.
3: 2240. So two thousand two
1: hundred forty. So if I ho- if I k- k- assemble 2,240 non NFL players, how many of them in their mid twenties are gonna go by like a like change their name like we get in the NFL?
0: I'm just saying. The steal- I, the, I
1: appreciate Chris that. Chris is like,
3: I'm okay, g- thanks I, for everything. Chris reason. is us- like, let's yeah. go. I'm gonna move us along before I really have to make an edit. The Steelers beat the Panthers twenty-four to sixteen. Don't care. <laughs> what? <laughs> so this, so Kyle, you don't care, but this is a huge. Th- this was a massive game for Joe and I, like huge, because we have the Falcons, Panthers, who finishes higher in the standings, and the Panthers losing this game was huge for that, because now the the Panthers and the Falcons, same record, both five and nine, have the same number of wins. It, it, this is coming down to the wire. When I thought a couple of weeks ago, I had it in the back. but Steve Wilkes has got this team playing well. They didn't play well yesterday, but the. Dream continues for Mike Tomlin, by the way. Oh, it's where we are teetering on him finding a way to do this. What do they have the final three weeks of the season? They're they're home
2: against the Raiders. They're six and eight.
3: They're home against
2: the Raiders. Sure. Listen, if ball don't lie and the football gods are just, the Raiders will end up losing that game based on the principle in which they won the, the game
3: on Sunday alone. Sure. At Baltimore Ravens. Lamar could be back for that game, though. That does concern me a little bit. Division game, though. Division game. You never Division know what game. can happen. I've watched Duck Hodges Home play against in this the play well. They could do it. It's, it's possible. It's possible. It's possible. Which I didn't think we were going to say after they started 2-6. Two 2-6. and 2-6. Two and six. Six.
1: For this game, though, defense was the difference. And you thought Carolina's defense would be the one that would show up and really control the game but it was Pittsburgh they they limited everything Carolina had as a rushing offense they got sacks Uh, they were the better defense and they won a game where neither offense was very good
2: so Pittsburgh a week after conceding 215 rushing yards to Baltimore
3: concedes 21 to Carolina
1: Carolina's ran the ball well too
3: the Jags beat the Cowboys in overtime 40 to 34 Rayshon Jenkins he played a hell of a game didn't he 18
1: tackles, two picks, two picks, pick six to win it. I think I heard uh, that that's the first ever 18 tackle two interception game in the history of the league.
3: Mm. I believe it. Cause those are crazy numbers. <laughs> yeah. Question mark would be my f- phrase for this because how would we be talking about the Dallas Cowboys if they lost to the Texans last week? They have not played well the last two weeks.
1: Rex Ryan called them soft.
3: They're not playing well at an important juncture of the season.
2: Well, they've got they have gotten punched in the mouth in each of the last two weeks, and I'm pretty sure they they play Philly this week. Oof. Stand by, and then they fit, and then they fi- yeah they they're home against the Eagles, and then they finish with two on the road. Titans and Commanders on the road.
1: It's not a that's not a cakewalk.
2: <sighs> Hold on, I need I need to peruse something quickly.
3: What would you like to peruse? <laughs>
2: Do at at what juncture? Okay. I, I'm going to regret doing this. Sure. But I just want to ask the question. Who can name the teams that the Dallas Cowboys have beaten to collect 10 wins this season?
1: Well, I know that they play the AFC South. So, bunch of garbage in there, except
3: for they lost to the Jaguars. Oh, gosh, I just pulled it up. Oh, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to do it right here on the show. Kyle, I'm going to say it so you don't have to. The Dallas Cowboys are frauds. They're frauds. Well, the same applies Capital to Philly, letters.
1: other than that they beat Dallas.
2: So, Joe, let's let's just walk through the wins, okay? Cincinnati in week two. Quality win. Quality win. Quality win. Quality win. And Cincinnati, after losing that game, is 10-2. and two. They're playing so good football. That's a quality win. Yeah. Uh, they beat the Giants twice. by seven. Beat the Giants twice. And then they beat the Giants by eight. So they swept the Giants series, won both games, won score games. They beat the Commanders. Um, got outgained in that contest. Now, it was with Cooper Rush, so I understand that. But the Commanders had more first downs and more yards and scored 10 points and lost the game by 15. Then they beat the Rams. They beat the Lions in October. They beat the Bears in October. They destroyed the Vikings. Quality win. We mentioned that they beat the Giants already. And then they beat the Colts and the Texans the last two weeks.
3: Before losing to the Jags on Sunday.
2: The Jaguars, or the excuse me, the, the Cowboys have two quality wins. And I'm sure you could do this with a lot of teams, right? But I'm just, I, I just looked at the schedule and did not expect to find a plethora of teams that I looked at and said, yeah, of course you beat that team.
1: I, I think Keith Sanchez did a really good job a couple of weeks ago in our staff meeting when he was talking Cowboys with us and said, look, I mean, they're – they're a team that you feel like there's some vulnerability with just their design on defense to really feast on negative plays and turnovers. And that comes at the expense of being like actually stout. And you saw the Jaguars go out and run the ball for damn near 200 yards against them. And so I I think this is the type of team that's going to really have its way against a lot of opponents, but I think there are, them matching up with Philly or San Francisco is a nightmare because of the style of play that they they're going to have to be able to willing to embrace to be able to compete in those types of games. They they they've they've got some roster issues that that still aren't ironed out. The Chiefs
3: beat the Texans in overtime, thirty to twenty four. Vulnerable.
1: Chiefs are a vulnerable football
3: team. Young it's defense. Funny if you look at Patrick Mahomes' stat line, there should be. It's weird. You're like, well, how did they? How did this right. game go to overtime?
2: I mean, even the entire game. I mean, just looking at the raw offensive production. Right. I mean, they they put 502 yards of offense on the board, and the Texans had 219. Game went to overtime. Rush for 189 yards. They almost rushed for more yards than the Texans had in total. And they were in the turnover battle, and this game went to overtime.
3: The Broncos beat the Cardinals twenty-four to fifteen. Don't care. I'll
1: tell you what, this game was the worst uniform aesthetic I've ever seen. Whoa. Oh, who who wore what, dude? I, I put this. This was a game. This was the least interesting game of the weekend. Obviously, That's I put it on for just game. a little while to just Don't you care. know get a feel for it one million percent the most disgusting combinations combination of uniforms I've ever seen on a football field in the NFL. just panels everywhere for both teams. It just looked horrible. The Broncos were in their uh Navy helmets, orange jerseys and white pants and the Cardinals no. had what's that? No what are you saying they can't it? why would why
2: would they do that?
1: It, it looked terrible. And then the Cardinals are pretty much terrible no matter what they wear, but they had like the the red, the red tops of their shoulders and then the white jersey Jeez. with red pants and their awful helmets. It was just, yeah, the worst-looking football game I've ever seen.
3: We have to do the Levy Grail for the Arizona Cardinals on tomorrow's show. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to tell everybody now. Joe said to me in the pre-show yesterday when we were talking about this, this is gonna be a tough one. We're gonna try. We're gonna do. We're gonna do what we do here on the of ground We're gonna spin it positively, but it's gonna be a challenge. the The Raiders beat the Patriots, thirty to twenty four. Cope. Cope was your
2: word. Cope. The copium is intoxicating. I listen to the Patriots post game, and they're talking about whether or not the last touchdown in regulation offensively from the Raiders was inbounds or out-of-bounds.
3: I'll tell you, they might have a case. There's some, well, there is some photographic evidence that that makes them have a case. Well, so yes, you can get into the debate
2: about inbounds or out-of-bounds and inconclusive evidence, and the, and the officiating crew said, you know, the, the ruling on the field was going to be upheld regardless because we didn't have conclusive evidence one way or the other. But they went down the rabbit hole, and they said— I didn't see any white pellets kick up, which would have indicated that he was out of bounds. So these guys think there's different mm. colored rubber pellets for in play versus out of bounds. <laughs> the referee said this in the pool, like the pool report. No the 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 post game oh, no. show. Those are people- trying. To, yes. They're trying to figure out, like, was he inbounds or out of bounds? Like, well, you know, I get why they said inconclusive evidence, and but but you would have thought, you know, maybe we would have seen some white pellets kick up if he was out of bounds. Guys, the pellets are the same color regardless of whether they're in the white area of the yeah. field
1: or the green area of the field. Man, I've never heard that's
2: just desperately reaching and grabbing for any talking point they said and I agree with them this was worse than the Miami miracle a couple years ago because you had the ball in a tie game <laughs> instead of just making like bad pursuit angles and the other team made a couple plays like you were in possession of the ball they said it was the first time since 94 at least that the team uh, that a team, Gave up a defensive touchdown in the final minute of regulation in a tie game to lose the game. Mm. The Chargers beat the Titans seventeen to fourteen. Wow, that was a very quick hook on the Joe didn't even give a word.
3: Yeah, because well, we talked about Chandler Jones yesterday, we talked about it on the show. I felt like we've got a couple games left. We can we can move this along. I was going to say it was Joe. tied and referred to our commentary from yesterday. It was honestly what I was okay.
0: Thinking. Yeah, okay.
3: Do you want that, Joe? You, hold on, hold on, Joe. Do you want me to do it again? Do you want me to present it no, out we'll here? This, we'll do it. We'll do it. Hold on. Stand, stand by. Stand by. Uh, the Raiders beat the Patriots 30-24. to 24. It was tied. Copian. We
1: talked about okay. it yesterday. Chandler okay. Jones. Okay.
3: There we go. Thank you. Uh, the Chargers beat the Titans
1: 17-14. Dangerous. Chargers are a dangerous football team. Titans are a flawed football team like we thought they were.
2: Well, you know, we, we talked about the Chargers yesterday on the show,
3: so... <laughs>
1: That was good. That was good. All play. right, I made
3: a production decision that we had spent a lot of time talking about that game and the play that everyone was talking about. So I tried to move us along. Apologies. The Bengals beat the Bucks thirty-four to twenty-three. The Bucks suck. They just do. They do. See,
1: see the, Joe, when you play word
3: association like that, that's that's what the people. That's are. how. That's how you play, that's the, how you game, play the game, Joe. Maybe that's it's
1: because I'm do, sitting so. there hoping the Bengals lose. You know, wanting to have some wiggle room for the one seed. So sitting there watching their frigging Bucks crap their pants. The whole game, just like every time I've watched them this year. Is it still fine, Kyle? Is it still fine in Tampa?
2: Uh, I'd be willing to bet that it is not fine. I mean, they are still winning the division.
1: (laughs) It's ridiculous.
2: Uh, Bucks minus eight turnover differential last three weeks.
1: Bad football.
2: Minus eight turnover, turnover differential the last
1: three weeks. What do they do well? What do the Buccaneers do well? Smash tablets.
2: Okay, so it's week 15. Draft Dudes do math. The Bucks have five turnovers defensively in the last 12 weeks. Awful. They've rushed for more than 100 yards once since week one.
1: So they have a volume passing game. Who cares? Who cares? I hope they miss. I hope they miss. They don't deserve it. They do Not that any team at Division deserves it, but... The Bucks were supposed to be a good football team, and everybody said it didn't matter when all their players on the interior offensive line got injured. So I gave them no grace. Bad football team.
2: And the oh, by job. the way, you want to talk you want to talk about quality of wins? You want to do the gauntlet on the games that the Bucs have managed to win this far to get to six? Saints twice.
1: Hey, good for them. Falcons. They normally struggle with the Saints. <laughs> Falcons.
2: Rams. Cowboys in week one, Seahawks.
1: You know, I almost feel like it's funner to talk about the teams that they lost to, like the Packers and the Steelers and the Panthers. Panthers. (laughs) Congratulations. The Browns
2: with Jacoby Brissett when they were still playing bad football. Yeah, This is the first time ever Tom uh, Brady-led team blew a 17-point lead believe I saw that as well
1: which was yeah just... it took
2: what a, a miracle su-
1: go ahead let's say it took a miracle for them to beat the saints too <laughs> what a weird stretch in the in
2: the the second half of this game that in which the the Bengals scored 17 unanswered points in the third quarter alone where it was like score turnover score turnover score Just when it rains, it pours. For Tampa
3: Bay, it's not how you win games. No. The Giants beat the Commanders twenty to twelve. Sham. Are we going to talk about what happened on the final possession of the game? Sham.
1: Sham. Playoffs are looking
3: good for those Giants. Uh, Terry McLaurin. They are. Terry McLaurin looks at the referee. Mm-hmm. And say, says, i hey, am I good?" And then the ref goes, no, "Just, can you just scooch a little bit." And then he scooches, and then he gives him the thumbs up, and then still calls the penalty. You can, that is, listen, it it is what it is. It's football; those things happen. That referee cannot be an official for the remainder of the season. Like there has to be a punishment. He That's, that he had that, that flag is, ready though. He had it ready, right? But then you can't tell Terry that he's good. You can't give him the thumbs up did and he, tell him he, he's did good. He though yes, I, okay, yes okay. I was Joe, legitimately
1: he, asking because I didn't know that he did.
3: No, Joe Terry looks at him because the receivers do this all the time. They look at the ref and yes, say, "Hey, am I good?" And the ref kind of gives him like one of these. He, he like, said, like "You got to." He said, just, "You got to move up." And, and Terry adjusts up. and then looks back, and they, they exchange like a thumbs up, and then he just throws. So the I didn't penalty.
1: know because I—I gotta be honest, I—I watched it, but I didn't see that the thumbs up was You're given watching back where he's at from. Because the line. I'm like, I still don't think he's lined up right because I don't yeah. think he was. So and that's, I, he was definitely
3: and that's off, fu- and that's fine. But the official can't tell him he's good and then call the penalty. You just can't do that.
2: And then, oh, by the way, that was definitely pass interference So 4th down as well. On Curtis Samuel in the end zone. I thought for sure they'd throw the flag as the makeup. And then I thought the OPI on the two-point conversion earlier in the game was kind of soft, too. If we're being honest. Is what it is. Credit to the Giants. They won the football game.
3: Yep. Giants, they, they they keep themselves in the mix there in the playoffs. They, um,
1: driver's seat, they got their two up in the win column over the eighth and ninth seats.
3: Yeah, they're the a, they're a game,
2: they're three a, to play. a game and a half in front with three to play. And there's some not easy games that those other teams have to play.
1: Are they, they're one, they're win one more. They're in. Is that how it works with the Giants?
2: Oh, uh, I
0: know these are I'm usually pretty complicated.
1: So they're at nine right now. Vikings, Colts, Eagles, it might not happen.
2: <laughs> right. I think their last winnable game is the Colts game.
1: Unless the Eagles have it all wrapped up, which is possible.
3: So if they, so if they, if they win two games, right, they go two and one, they have two, they have three games left, right? Yep. If so they, they would win be two, not, they're definitely in. They'd be, if they win one, they would be nine, seven and one.
2: That would, if they just win one game without accounting for any other
3: action across the entire NFL, they would have a 98% chance to make the playoffs. So hold on. Just go with me here. If they win one game, they would get to nine, seven and one. Correct. They Mm -hmm. lose the other two. Correct. So the tie is what's going to help them there because then Seattle and Detroit would have to run the table to pass them because if both of those teams win, they would be 10 and seven and then they'd have the extra win.
1: So any combination of one Giants win and one Seattle or
3: Detroit loss and they're in. Uh, You would need both because there's Mm, two, there's four teams for two spots because I think Dallas Dallas is in, right? They they've they've locked up a spot. Giants win. So Dallas it's Giants, Commanders, Seahawks, yeah. Lions for two spots. I guess technically the Packers are still in it, but whatever. Yeah, they need help.
2: Yeah, wow. so so all you need one Seahawks and Lions loss and one Giants win or the final 3 weeks and the Giants are in the playoffs.
1: Like they're probably the 6th seed
3: with the tie. Yeah. Yeah, so they're going to go. For them. They get to go play Brock Purdy in San Francisco. The tie the Seahawks, was as
1: good as two wins for whatever team won the second game.
3: Right. Agreed. Yes. Yep. Um,
2: the Seahawks have the Chiefs and Jets, and then finish with the Rams. And then the Lions have the Panthers, Bears, and Packers.
1: I see two losses potentially for Seattle. I don't know that they're going to get in. Yeah.
3: That's it. Word Vibe Association. Wow. I've got no wow. more games to talk about.
1: No more games. And all the teams played. Wow. Yeah,
3: no bye weeks. No bye weeks.
1: What's that point in the year, huh? We, I mean, um,
3: technically, technically, Rams Packers hasn't been played yet when we're recording this, but I don't think anybody needs our word association on those two
1: teams. See John Wolford tonight, Bryce Perkins, who's who's playing quarterback for the Rams. It's probably Baker. Baker Mayfield. Probably. You know? For, forgot he was there. Not going to lie. Joe, he, forgot he was there. He <laughs>
3: had the Thursday night shenanigans.
1: So. I know. It feels like it's been 100 years, right? Yeah. It's been a long time yeah, since that happened, yeah. The the weeks
2: between the games are getting longer.
1: Well, and it, w- the weekend that we just had in the NFL was as nuts as anything I've ever seen in my life. Just crazy finishes left and right.
2: Uh, yeah, so guys, who wins the South? Who wins the AFC South? The winner of the
1: Jacksonville-Tennessee game.
2: Can Jacksonville, can they afford to take an L? They can afford to take an L and still win, huh?
1: It depends on what their tiebreaker is.
2: Yeah, they they would need the Titans to lose two of their last three, but the Titans play Houston, Dallas, and Jacksonville. So if they win the head-to-head, no.
1: If they win the – if Titans, he wins the head-to-head and beats Houston, they're going to be four and two – or excuse me, if they – Division the Jaguars
2: would need to win 2 out of 3. And they need the head to head to be one of them, but The Jaguars can't get in unless they either run the table or if they lose a game then the Titans would need to lose a game as well. But then the Jaguars would need to win. What a world we live in. Just wait till the Lions go to the Super Bowl.
1: <laughs> Any parting thoughts? Check the tape, and what do we got? Tear maker, something coming up tomorrow.
3: So, leavey grail. Check the tape. Levy grail. Levy grail for the Cardinals and a tear maker of some kind. Yes, all of those coming to you tomorrow. The Cardinals
1: are our only,
2: only Levy team. Edition.
3: Only team that has introduced themselves. Is Guys, there, it's going to be
2: week sixteen.
3: How in the hell they are there? only like four Wait, teams
1: the Rams can't. If the Rams lose tonight, they're they got to be out of it. They'd be four
3: and ten uh, like Arizona. Pro- all I can tell you is I can I look at the the list that is in front of right, me and I, I, I say, hey, this is where they're at. But yes, if they lose to get to four and ten, they would join the Cardinals call, because they have right. the same record. So, so if, if, that happens, tomorrow, if that happens, that happens would we'd... probably just be that and check the tape. Tier check maker the tape. will probably right. get pushed a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Gotcha. Gotcha.
2: Okay. Well, that's what everybody has to look forward to. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Schubert. Thanks for checking out Draft Dudes. We hope you have a great rest of your Tuesday. Thanks to our friends over at Pet Online for their continued support of the show. We will talk with you all again tomorrow.
0: Thanks for being here for another episode of the Draft Dudes Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. While you are at it, help the dudes out by leaving a rating and review. Want more? Head over to www.thedraftnetwork.com or follow us at The Draft Network on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube